But this week, not surprising, we're going to consider the battle between the culture of life and the culture of death. But a little different, we'll rely on a meditation that was given to St. Ignatius of Loyola by the Blessed Mother of God. There will also be comments from St. Anthony Mary Claret that he wrote later on. Ideally, this particular meditation would take an hour. Don't worry, I won't do that to you. Uh, the idea is you, you, a point is read, and then we think about that with long pauses, and then another point, and so forth. So obviously we don't have that kind of time, so I'll give everybody a homework assignment. <laughs> Spend some time really pondering this stuff. I mean, the Blessed Virgin gave it to St. Ignatius for a reason. It's, it's wonderful. Uh, so spend some time right here now, of course, and then during Mass, which is fine. You can meditate during Mass. It's not like there's rules. I have a job to do, and altar boys do, but you're here to pray, and that's praying, certainly. So during Mass, or after Mass, or during the week, and make sure you can look it up later. The points are in today's bulletin, which may or may not be here. Uh, I had it at the earlier Mass, but I don't know if we have them. So go out and email. We'll have them next week anyway, in case uh, they didn't show up to the Mass. Okay, so we'll get going. Since the meditation, it's perfectly fine. I mean, it's not like I'm going to be taking notes on who's looking at me, although I do pay attention to that usually. Uh, but you can close your eyes and concentrate or whatever if it won't put you to sleep. Okay, young people, you especially want to listen up because this will be uh, helpful to you, okay? All right. So just unite yourself to these uh, remarks that I'll make on everybody's behalf. That's how it works in one of these guided meditations. We'll start with St. Ignatius' prayer. Dear Lord, please grant me the grace that all my intentions, actions, and works may direct, be directed purely to the service and praise of thy divine majesty. A meditation on two standards, the one of Christ, our commander-in-chief and Lord, the other of Lucifer, the mortal enemy of our human nature. Begin by considering how Christ calls and wants all men beneath his standard, and how Lucifer, on the contrary, wants all men under his. Next, imagine a vast plain covering all the region around Jerusalem, where the supreme commander-in-chief of the good is Christ our Lord. Another plain in the region of Babylon, where the evil chieftain is Lucifer. Now ask for knowledge of the deceits of the evil chieftain and help to guard myself against them. And for knowledge of the true life which the supreme and true captain shows and for the grace to imitate him. First point. Imagine the evil chief of all the enemies seated in the center of that vast plain around Babylon on a great throne of fire and smoke, a horrible and terrifying sight. Consider how Lucifer scatters countless demons throughout the world, some to one city and others to another, not missing any provinces, any places, any states in life, nor even any single person. Note how Lucifer commands the demons to start tempting men. The first step in his snare is to get men lusting after riches. The second step is to get men lusting after the empty honors and acclaim of the world. The third step is to fill men full of pride. And from these three steps, Satan leads men into all the other vices. 
Again, note the three steps in this first snare. First, get men lusting after riches. Second, get men lusting after the empty honors and the claims of the world. Third, fill men full of pride. And from these three steps, Lucifer leads men into all the other vices. Now let us imagine the supreme true captain, who is Christ our Lord. Consider how Christ our Lord takes his stand in a lowly place, in that great plain around Jerusalem, and that he is attractive and gracious to behold. Consider how the Lord of the entire world chooses so many persons, apostles, disciples, etc., and sends them throughout all the world, spreading his sacred doctrine among men of every state and condition. Notice how Christ our Lord charges all his servants and friends to seek to help all men. First, by encouraging them to embrace spiritual poverty, and if it should please his divine majesty, to choose them for this, also to embrace actual poverty, and then to help men by encouraging them to desire insults and contempt, because from these two things come humility. So then there are three steps. The first, poverty, opposed to riches. The second, scorn or contempt, opposed to worldly honor. The third, humility, opposed to pride. And from these three steps, Christ leads men to all the other virtues. Again, known the three steps in our Lord's aids to men. First, poverty, opposed to riches. Second, scorn or contempt, opposed to worldly honor. Third, humility, opposed to pride. And from these three steps, men are led out to all the other virtues. Since we have to follow either Jesus Christ or Lucifer, let us realize it, so we may set these two leaders before our minds. What is the goal of each one? The aim of Jesus Christ is to persuade all men to be his followers, so that in this way they can come hereafter to praise and bless his heavenly Father forever and gain the eternal bliss of heaven. A twofold burning love in his heart presses our Lord on to all this. First, is a very devoted love he has for his Father. And from this love comes his desire that we love, honor, and praise his Father with all our hearts, just as he loves his Father. The second love is his tender affection for man. From this love comes the desire he has to obtain our salvation, so that with him we can have that eternal happiness with which he himself is happy. Lucifer's goal is to enlist all men under his standard, so that by abandoning God, men may dishonor the Lord and plunge themselves into damnation. A twofold burning hatred within him spurs him on. The first is an implacable hatred for God, because Lucifer was once cast out of paradise by a very just divine judgment. 
From that time on, he conceived a supreme and incomparable hatred against God, which ceaselessly agitates him, so that he cannot bear to see God praised, honored, and loved by any man. The second hatred is a furious loathing for men. For knowing that God has appointed for them that infinite glory and bliss from which he and his whole company have been forever excluded, he is beside himself with rage and undertakes to cause men to lose that happiness and to hurl themselves into damnation with him. Now, my soul, what will you do? Which of these two leaders will you follow? Jesus Christ or Lucifer? Oh, how unbelievably important this decision is. I am on a journey to eternity. The way is unfamiliar to me. It has many snares and dangers. Two guides are offered, Jesus Christ and Lucifer. Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of the Eternal Father. Jesus Christ, holiness by nature. Jesus Christ, who deeply loves me. Jesus Christ, who seeks my happiness with all his heart. How secure is one in following such a guide? The second guide is Lucifer. Lucifer, God's greatest enemy. Lucifer, a damned spirit. Lucifer, who regards me with burning hatred. Lucifer, who seeks nothing else than my eternal destruction. What shall I do? Will I be so utterly lacking in judgment as to want to abandon Jesus and follow Lucifer? Will I hate myself so much as to quit the road to heaven and take the road to hell? No, 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 never will I do that. Thou, my Jesus, art the way, the truth, and the life. The way that leads securely to the Father. The truth that enables me to discover all the snares and lies. The life where one finds eternal happiness. Receive me under thy standard, O my Jesus. I will follow thee and follow thee even unto death. Notice that the duties for those fighting under the standard of Jesus Christ are difficult and bitter to fallen nature. The principal duties are spiritual poverty, being detached from our goods, obedience, the continuous denial of one's selfish inclinations, humility and patience in bearing contempt and wrongs, silence when being persecuted, 
and blessing God in our pains and bitter experiences. It is to this that Jesus Christ invites everyone who would follow him. It is to this that you must adjust yourself, O oh my soul, if you want to fight under his standard. There is no doubt that a life appears bitter which must adjust and conform to these practices. But how sweet and desirable is the outcome. Reflect on this, O oh my soul, continually as long as you live. The outcome is the deliverance from an almost infinite evil, hell, and the obtaining of an infinite good, heaven. And both last forever. And notice carefully that all the invitations which Lucifer promises to those who follow his standard are things pleasing to fallen nature. Lucifer promises his followers temporal goods, riches, honors, worldly glory, the esteem of men, comforts, pleasures of the senses, an easy life, and no restraints to the desires of the flesh. It is to this that Lucifer invites everyone who would follow him. But what is the outcome? Reflect on this, O oh my soul, continually as long as you live, and do not allow yourself to be misled. The outcome is the loss of an infinite good, heaven, an incurring of an almost infinite evil, hell, and both last forever. Pause for a moment, O oh my soul, and turn your gaze upwards. Picture the heavens opening up. See Jesus Christ seated there at the right hand of his eternal Father, and at his side the multitude of the saints in immense glory and splendor. Now who are these blessed men that are so close to Jesus Christ? They are the apostles. Men who saw themselves obliged to flee from one city to another, who are persecuted everywhere. They are monks, hermits, priests, virgins, men, women, and children, who amid a thousand persecutions, insults, and scoffing, promoted God's glory, who silently and patiently suffered temptations, injuries, and all sorts of troubles. And because in this life they stayed close to Jesus in suffering, they are now close to him in his glory. Now turn your gaze downwards, O oh my soul. Picture the earth opening up before you. See Lucifer there in the midst of an ocean of fire, surrounded by a multitude of the damned who are suffering unspeakable torment and pain. Now, who are these damned men that are so close to Lucifer? These are the men and women, the young and old, who hungered and lusted after power and riches and fame, who longed to be idolized and fussed over and catered to and spoiled. These are the rich and famous and powerful, whose great riches and fame and power have hurled them into this fire. These are the gifted and talented who became puffed up with pride over their gifts and talents. 
These are the men and the women, the young and the old, who are unwilling to deny themselves comforts and pleasures. And because in this life they stayed close to Lucifer in their pursuit of riches and worldly glory and comforts and sensual pleasures, they are now close to him in hell. Oh my Jesus, the more I look at thee, the more I realize that until now I have tried to keep my feet in both camps. What good reason I have for blushing with shame. I dare not raise my eyes to look upon the cross. Without us cherish, I despise. Without us embrace, I push aside. I know full well, my Jesus, how different thy judgments are from mine. I see that to fight under thy standard is distasteful to my fallen nature the total denial of my selfish inclinations, a continual silence when bearing contempt, an affectionate treatment of people who oppose me. All these are practices which demand great spiritual strength. But oh, my soul, should it be unbearable for me to bear contempt for love of Jesus? After he let himself be nailed to a cross between two criminals for love of me? Should it be too much that I, for love of Jesus, love men who dislike me? After Jesus, crucified for love of me, love those who crucified him? My Jesus, I want to follow thee. Thou art the way, the truth, and the life. The way that leads securely to the Father the truth that enables me to discover all the snares and lies, the life where one finds eternal happiness. Receive me under thy standard, O my Jesus. I will follow thee and follow thee even unto death. Receive me under thy standard, O Lord. Receive me under thy standard.